Welcome to Value Added, the real estate podcast where we speak with the brightest minds in the world of real estate who provide, create, and realize value in an ever-changing market. If you're a real estate professional delivering value to your clients, an investor creating value not seen by others, or a busy professional who passively invests in real estate to grow the value of their hard-earned dollar, then you're in the right place. And now your host, Nick Walters. Hey gang, welcome to another episode of Value Added, the real estate podcast. On this week's episode, I'm chatting with my good buddy, Ariel Sassoon. He's the co-founder of the LS team at Douglas Elliman Real Estate, one of the largest brokerages in New York City and other large cities around the country. In addition to founding the LS team, Ariel and his partner co-founded LS Media, which they've been able to leverage into a platform to market their listings, which have totaled in excess of $100 million in the last few years. And over the last six years, they have sold in excess of $300 million in residential real estate in New York City. The LS team has been featured in multiple publications and websites over the last several years, uh, including the New Yorker, USA Today, the UK Daily Mail, Politico, among others. Most recently, they were featured in the Real Deal publication, featuring their $14 million sale at 101 Central Park West. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Ariel Sassoon, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today with your career. Well, I think that's going to take some time, but uh, I've uh, been in real estate for about 10 years. Um, my team is only about four, four or five years old. So I started really, you know, more on the independent side and then, you know, worked my way to building my own team, which has been a really exciting process. And Fortunately for us, we've seen a lot of success in the market, so I'm, I'm a happy guy. You were a former team member of the Luis D. Ortiz team uh, at Douglas Elliman. A frequent on-camera personality, I would say, with Bravo's million-dollar listing. Set the record straight. The deals that are being done on these reality shows, they're real deals. They tend to uh, portray them happening overnight, but that it's not the case. How was your experience with your team prior to starting the, um, the LS team and how it's kind of uh, shaped your success today? Um, well, you know, I, I had a, a very positive experience working with Luis. You know, he, he taught me a lot with respect to marketing and with respect to, you know, the, the direction that one should take when listing a property. So I, I kind of consider that a base to a lot of what I have elevated in my own marketing game. With respect to the show, I actually didn't, I wasn't frequently on the show. Uh, I made a few appearances here and there. I will say that it's true that um, it is buttered up a lot to look uh, a lot simpler than it really is. You know, I think that uh, all of us, whether we're vloggers or whether we make appearances on Bravo, we're all really good at making this job look easy and fun and sexy and cool. And you know what it is, it is a very fun, sexy, cool business. But what nobody really sees is just the raw grit 
and all the hard work it takes to really get there, to really reach success. You know, it just takes a ton of patience and, you know, head down, work hard. You know, those, that year, 18 months that I spent with Luis, it also taught me a lot of humility, you know, it really brought me down to earth in a lot of ways. So I'm very grateful for that experience. Do, do I care about Bravo? No. Do I, do I care about million dollar listing? Not at all. Uh, do I watch it? No. Um, but yeah, deals are not negotiated in restaurants and cafes and they're not done overnight. They're extremely dynamic. And, um, but it's definitely an entertaining uh, platform. And you know what, for, for, for most of the cast members on that show, uh, the ones who have been able to really capitalize on that platform of exposure, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Like you take a guy like Ryan Surhan who has worked his ass off, you know, yes, he had the show and he had, you know, endless exposure because of it. But man, he did, he capitalize on that. You know, he really made the best of it and, and worked his ass off and picked up the slack and on every single deal. So let's go back to the, the end of the, the bull run, if you will, fourth quarter, 2016, that was really kind of the peak of, of the Manhattan residential real estate market. Take us through how your business has grown since then and ways that you've been able to grow your business in a buyer's market this last, you know, call it three plus years. I think that uh, it's been really interesting. And we talk about this a lot. You know, Devin and I have never been partners in a good market. And interestingly enough, we've done very well since the market began to reset because what we've done is create what we believe to be a solution. And that solution revolves around the ever-growing problem that there's so much information out there in the market. And there's such easy accessibility to that information by the buyer pool, by the broker pool. So our job has shifted to become very much distributing and creating and curating the best and most visually arresting information possible. And in following that model, since the market started to reset in 2016, we've actually done over 300 million in sales volume. So we've been very fortunate, definitely a few strokes of luck there. There always is. And I, and I give, I give credit to my partner on this. He's the one who, who has burned this, phrase into my mind, but there's no market that you can't do business in and there's no market that you can't be successful in. So whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market, or there's a downturn or there's this or there's that, there's always ways to adjust and you know, there's always ways to succeed. And fortunately, we've uh, been able to hold each other accountable as partners in order to reach that success over the last several years. Going back to, I guess it was a couple of years ago, you uh, you launched a new vlog. You were doing one a week, right? 52 episodes. I, you did not miss a week. I'm sure there was a ton of footage that was not seen during all of that filming, but you guys stayed very, very diligent. And you also put out a lot of very high quality content uh, during that 52 week period. And it's continued since then. But how did you guys do that? How did you put out you know, that much good quality content regularly every, you know, I'm sure you were filming seven days a week, launching a new vlog every week. Take us through kind of how you put that together and, and how it's evolved to today. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's an interesting story how the vlog started. As an individual, I'm, you know, creativity is, is my, is my strength. It's, it's what I use in order to kind of obtain my success wherever I can. And I go through in my life various phases of creativity and various creative hobbies. You know, I grew up 
a musician playing guitar. I've spent years, you know, in the kitchen cooking and trying to perfect that craft as best as I possibly can as a home cook. Um, and then it came to videos, you know, something just struck for me. I put something together with my phone and I was like, you know what, this actually could be a really good platform of exposure for, for me, for my team, for real estate. So I decided to just run with it. And I, I said, you know what, I'm going to commit to putting together a video a week and see where it took me. And in the beginning, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to use my phone. I don't need anything more than that. But then after a few videos, after a few weeks, you know, it graduated to a camera, to microphones, to lavalier microphones, to eventually having people follow us with a camera. But all the editing came from me, continues to come from me. And um, doing video has been a huge element of our business model since we started it. It's, and, and the beauty of our partnership between Devin and I is that we have two divisions to our team. There's sales and there's creative. Devin is our sales director. There's genuinely no one out there, I, I believe, who is more skilled in handling negotiation and, and customer service and hospitality. And then there's the creative side, which I operate. And the vlog was that first deep dive creative platform in order to expose ourselves and our business. And in that first year, it really, it did a lot for us. You know, it brought in a lot of business, but it also created a lot of momentum and a lot of discipline in the way we do our business, sticking to that schedule every single week. Um, and yeah, you know, I think that everybody, you know, no matter what you do, there's a certain level of responsibility that we all have to, to document our story. And whether that's on Instagram or Snapchat or doing a vlog or whatever it is you can get your hands on, you should always tell your story. And if you're fortunate enough to have the attention span to sit down and edit video, uh, and you have the attention span to learn how to use a camera, uh, then it's incredibly worth it. And now you see how, how, how much it's taken the market by storm. Everybody's doing video now. You know, we were the first to do a real estate vlog, but now they're everywhere. Let's go back to your partnership with, with Devin Leahy, your, your business partner, uh, part of the Leahy Sassoon team, the LS team at Douglas Elliman. How did you guys meet? Uh, and how did you get to a point where you had a sit down and said, wow, we could, we could team up and really, you know, build a, a brand, build a business together. Well, we were both on Luis Ortiz team together and we joined the team maybe about three months apart. Uh, I, I joined the team and then he joined shortly after and we immediately clicked with respect to, you know, personality and friendship. You know, we developed a good rapport between us. And actually when Devin first joined Douglas Elliman and when he joined the Luis Ortiz team, uh, there were no available desks in the old office at 485 Madison Avenue. So we actually shared our desk and we were working elbow to elbow together for, I think it was like seven or eight months. So you can imagine that kind of intimacy and how it uh, works in developing a, a friendship uh, and what would soon be a partnership. But, you know, we found that we had similar goals in a lot of ways. We both, like any real estate agent, wanted to be on top of the world. Um, we weren't exactly sure the direction we were going to take back then. I wasn't, I wasn't sure of my role as, uh, you know, creative focused. 
but we sat down at one point uh, at a pizza shop across the street and we just said, you know, I think we can benefit a lot more from just working with and for each other as opposed to somebody else. You know, we have all the contacts, we have the network, we have the skills, and we have some time in front of us to figure out what works. So why don't we give it a shot? And that's what we did. So on the same exact day, uh, we both spoke to Luis and respectfully parted ways from the team. And uh, we went out on our own. And the first thing we did, the first thing we wanted to do was to create a little bit of awareness about who we are. Uh, so we decided to build a website. And I went, on, uh, went online and I built our website from the ground up. Uh, and that was like our first creative project. Uh, and I think that was when I started to, to see that, you know, the creative side of the business is really where all of my focus is, is going to be. It's, it's what I love. It's, it's what clearly works for me. And, uh, and yeah, and then, and then we, we never looked back. We just went full steam ahead. And, and through that time, through that process, you know, there was a lot of growing and there was a lot of butting heads at some points. And there was a lot of tension in the relationship at first because we were figuring out our roles and both of us wanting to get involved in both elements of the market until we eventually realized that, you know, dividing and conquering is what, uh, what has created our success over these last few years. Manhattan real estate, we've been in a buyer's market for the last couple of years, three years. Since coronavirus, I, you know, we're going to continue that, that path. And I, I feel, as a fellow element broker, I feel that buyers are going to you know, be looking for even more deals with the, the perceived distress out there. But you guys have several listings for sale. Uh, you have even brought listings to market during this last 90 days since we've been in the coronavirus quarantine. Talk about the way that you've been able to leverage your creativity at the LS Media brand, how you've been able to leverage social media to continue to sell properties during this time where we legally have not been able to physically show apartments. We've always taken a very um, innovative approach to the way we list property. We don't follow the regular trends of the market we do what we feel works you know if if you if you were to taste a bite of food and you said and you you think it tastes really great you're not wondering you know but is everyone else going to think it tastes good no i taste good so it's i taste it it's good it's good i i think everyone else should try it so you know i think that we've we've very much always been about trusting our instincts when it came to marketing listings and that's worked very well for us. And the same applies to this pandemic. Again, there's no business, there's no market that you can't do business in. So what we have done here was we knew that we have a creative edge. So we need to adjust to the current climate. And that climate calls for the virtual presentation of property. Again, information is so accessible to the market. So it was important for us to take a step in offering a really dynamic virtual package to the buyer pool. And it's worked well for us because even some of the listings that we put on the market since the pandemic started have yielded offers during that time. And what I think is interesting about the virtual approach is that I'm not sitting here saying, you know, if you do a virtual tour of an apartment, that's what's going to get it sold. And for anyone to try to sell their client on that fact would, would be relatively foolish. 
But what is important to know is that when you offer someone a dynamic virtual tour of a property, you're getting rid of that extra layer of maybe that lack of seriousness you might find in the buyer pool. You know, you have people watching that tour and if they're really interested in the property, they're going to come and see it. And at that point, they're a little bit more serious than before they watched that tour because if they didn't like what they saw, then they wouldn't come and see the property. So our pitch to our clients is we're going to develop a virtual package that will be far superior to the rest of the market. And that's how we'll be able to deliver results. Our goal is always to create as much attention as possible for the listing, to get as many eyes as possible on the listing, which in turn gets as many people through the door as possible, which in turn creates the most opportunity to, to sell a home. So that's where the strength of LS Media is because LS Media is a platform that is designed to create awareness. It's a platform that's designed to offer an innovative approach in the mat to the manner in which we market listings. We're not going to simply put a listing on the market and wait for someone to inquire. Our approach will be very proactive. It will be creative and it will be dynamic enough that it will be visually arresting to the viewer, whether it be a buyer or a broker. The offers that you fielded on your listings during the quarantine, have any of those offers included any sort of contingency when the, the, you know, there's been an opportunity to physically visit the apartment? Um, yes, uh, we have, uh, we have experienced that. We actually did a showing today uh, for a buyer that was waiting uh, with respect to that fact. Um, so, you know, there was already a lot of contingencies in the market before this pandemic started. You know, the uh, mortgage contingency has become uh, incredibly common. Uh, we're seeing a very high percentage of those deals come in with, uh, with financing contingencies. Um, I think that majority of the transactions we've been able to successfully do during this pandemic have been rentals because I think at the end of the day, the mindset behind a rental is it's a temporary home. So even if you don't see it in person, if you're given a dynamic enough visual tour and visual representation of the property, you can make uh, you know, a smart decision on whether or not that property is for you. Uh, with respect to the sale, of course, it's a little bit different. I think we can all agree on that. You know, there has to be a little bit of a physical presence, whether it be, you know, just a personal inspection of the property or just to see how the property smells and feels and looks. So, um, but yeah, we are, we are definitely seeing those who would like sort of a visual in-person confirmation before they move forward. Today is the first day since middle of March that we have been able to get into apartments and physically show them. My phone has been ringing off the hook trying to get into listings of mine. I'm sure yours is the same. What are you hearing out there with regards to the buyers out there and, and what they're looking for and what they're expecting? Well, I think there's two schools of thought there. I think there is, you know, a certain level of pent up demand that's been sitting around since before this thing started, because I think it's really important to, to note that this crisis was not a financial crisis. This was a health crisis. And that crisis did not change the value of the market. It changed the status of the market temporarily. And I'm sure we will see an element of a domino effect with respect to value. But in the long run, you know, New York has recovered from swings before. Everywhere has recovered from financial swings before, from market swings. So 
yes, uh, we are getting a lot more requests now to view our listings, uh, which is very exciting for us. Uh, it, for us, it, it affirms the fact that, you know, being patient and continuing to put out uh, the content that is uh, alluring enough to the buyer pool that now everyone's prepared to see these homes and people are prepared to actually make a decision that actually, you know, that that's very reassuring for us on, on the state of the market. So I think there is a, an element of people that have left. There, there is a, 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 a portion of the market that has left New York city. I wouldn't call it a mass exodus, but I, I will say that there's definitely a lot more rental inventory than there was before this pandemic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to be a, a, maybe it might be a little bit slow, but it'll be a steady recovery and, and New York will be back. It always, it always is back. New York will be back. It's going to take a little bit of time, but uh, New York is a very resilient city. Uh, we're going to conclude this episode with the hard hitting questions. These are the, the questions that we ask every one of our listeners. I'll start out by asking, what is your why? I'm a creator, you know, for me, I, my passion is, is to create, it's to make things, you know, whether it be with, with my hands or whether it would be a great idea. And my, I do what I do because I love to create. I don't do what I do because I am in love with real estate. Real estate is a platform and it's a vocation that I have found I can create a lot of success in. Uh, utilizing my skill set. So my why is because I love to create and I love to create opportunity and I, and I love to help people and, and, you know, uh, working and selling homes is, is an incredible way to help people because you're servicing them for what is their most important asset, whether it's a sale or a rental, you know, your home is where you hang your hat. It's where you have the most ultimate level of comfortability. And if you can level with someone from a place of EQ and help them in that process, it's incredibly fulfilling. That blended with uh, my passion for creating is, is my why. Besides your alarm clock, what gets you out of bed every morning? My wife likes to wake me up with her celery juicer. But uh, <laughs> again, my why is what gets me up in the morning. I love to create. Um, I'm, I'm young, so I'm certainly money hungry as most of us are. And and that still is the, what gets me up in the morning. I think that uh, when, I, when I reach your level, when I got a couple of kids at home, then uh, you know, my why will likely shift a little bit. Yeah, most of, most of people's answers with kids are the alarm clock is their, their child that's, uh, that's getting them up in the morning. Uh, how do you like to blow off steam? How do I like to blow off steam? I cook, I still do a lot of cooking. Um, and for me, it's not as much about blowing off steam, but it's about unleashing a little bit in my mind. You know, as a creator, you want to unleash, you want to let, let your creativity out. Otherwise, it gets a little pent up. Uh, so through this quarantine, I've been doing a lot of cooking. You know, I got really into bread making. So sourdough has been uh, a big element for me. And then other than that, I love to play tennis. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Can you recall a book you've recently read that has provided significant value to your career, to your life? Yeah. So uh, I think the best book I ever read, um, and hopefully it won't be for long, but the best book I ever read was Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. I read that book on my honeymoon and I read it in, I think it was like four or five days. And there was one quote in that book. It's the only quote that I remember more than anything else. But Phil Knight says that if you don't grow, you die. 
And that process of growing is when a human being undertakes the massive amount of failure and disappointment that we all undertake in order to learn and, and move forward. And real estate is a business where there's a lot more losses than wins for the most part. And you have to become very comfortable in that. And that's all part of your growth. And if you don't grow, you die. And that, that's, that's a book that's been very impactful for me. What's the number one piece of advice that you would give your 21-year-old postgraduate self now? I would, I would tell myself to be very, very patient. And I would also tell myself that everything is going to be okay. And that if you don't have it figured out yet, you 100% will. You just have to keep moving. You just have to keep the wheels turning. And if you remain patient and you keep the wheels turning, you will create opportunity because there's enough opportunity out there for everybody. How can our listeners get a hold of you or learn a little bit more about you and the LS team at Douglas Elliman? Well, my team is uh, uh, the LS underscore team on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. We're very active on both of those platforms. You can visit our, our YouTube channel, which is LS Real Estate for myself. It's my first name underscore my last name, Ariel underscore Sassoon on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, my YouTube channel is just my name, Ariel Sassoon. Ariel Sassoon, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for being on the show and adding your value today. Nick, thanks so much for having me. I got a ton of respect for you, and I, I hope to see you on the other side of a deal sheet really soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a rating and a review, which will help us introduce the podcast to other listeners. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which will give you access to other episodes you may have missed. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week.